Cincinnati's ready for the Big 12. It's, it was time for them. I am fired up. It's yeah. a blessing to be able to be in this league with y'all, you know, putting on for UC. Cincinnati, a basketball school. And there he goes. Touchdown, Bearcats! Brooklyn again, another slam inside. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Go Beer Cats podcast, part of the Cats Keller Social Club. He's Darren. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And uh, we are uh, less than 24 hours removed from the Bearcats taking a crippling loss to the hands of the Dayton Flyers at U.S. Bank Arena. A lot to talk about with that game, with the program in general, Darren. How are we feeling after uh, after last night's performance? Not fun getting punched in the mouth, that's for sure. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Punched in the mouth is exactly what happened to us. Uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of women's basketball talk as well. We've got a 1,000-point scorer uh, on the roster now. And we'll talk about some recent uh, portal news in terms of the football program and some one or two guys maybe uh, taking a little trip from Columbus down the highway here to uh, to Cincinnati. So a lot to get into. Before that, though, Darren, we don't want to get in too deep before talking about time for a beer, right? Brought to you by the Dell High Liquor Store. They have you covered not only with a great beer selection, with a new beer drop coming almost every day, but everything you need from a good tailgate, nice holiday party, beer, wine, liquor, they got you covered. I just went there a little bit ago, maybe about an hour before stopping it or turning this thing on. Went with Cartridge Brewing up in Mainville. Shout out to Mainville. My in-laws live there. This is Frosted Tips. I can honestly say that being a child of the 90s, I never had Frosted Tips. Uh, although I can't say that is true for some of my friends growing up. This is a white IPA. One, I love white IPAs. And it has spruce tips. I usually love a good IPA with spruce tips. So two things here. You don't always see them together. Seven and a half percent. Two things that I really like in one beer. So I'm sipping on this tonight, today, Darren. What are you sipping on? Just keeping it classic with the uh, Cincy Light, you know. Very nice. That is a really good beer. Holy cow. I wore my cartridge hat here as well. Um they don't sponsor the podcast, but Cartridge, if you're listening, you could. So reach <laughs> on out. Um, that is really good. It's got at the white IP, white IPA, I believe, is usually brewed with like a like a Belgian yeast. So it's got you know, those notes to it, and then the spruce tips make it a little more piney, a little dry finish there. I like that a lot. That's right up my alley. First time I've had that beer. I probably go probably go four out of five on that beer on Untapped when I check that in after uh, we get done recording here. The game last night was not as good as this beer. Uh, like you said, we got punched in the mouth by Dayton. We we got punked. We got rigmarole. We got everything uh, in a in a bad eighty two sixty eight loss uh, to the Flyers at US Bank Arena. Um, just a couple of uh, initial takeaways here. Just things that I saw just watching the game. Uh, too much standing around on offense. Not. Especially in the second half, it seems like it got worse. I don't know. if uh, There's no way we can be tired. We have a, a deep rotation, but it's just like, let's stand around. Uh, 
Day Day and and Jizzle make a play, drive to the hoop or something. But but other than that, it's it, it was standing around watching, which we've unfortunately seen in years past under under Wes Miller here. It's when when things go stagnant, they go quick and hard, like we're in quick drying cement. That was that was kind of brutal to watch when we desperately needed somebody to to go get us a bucket. Yeah, you, you, honestly, this brings up the question. Um, well, it brings up two questions for me. Um, you know, how do you want to run your offense, and who do you want to run it through uh, when the, the the three isn't working? Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, number two. Who's going to be that guy? Not even from a, a run the offensive standpoint, but just your your motor, um, your 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 pure energy guy. Your guy's going to pick people up when things aren't going correct. Or even in this case, the guy because at one point we did have a lead early on. The guy who's just going to step on the throw early and 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 keep driving, you know, yeah. and, and bury him. Yeah, I'm. It was. That that was that was really brutal to watch. And and like beyond that, uh, you know, I threw up some stuff in the Discord. Dayton was not is not was not still is not a good rebounding team at all. Um, you got three seven footers in in the rotation. Uh, you, you got Dan Skillings who is usually uh, great on the boards. It ends up forty one thirty four in favor of the Bearcats. Uh, so, you know, a seven, seven rebound advantage there at halftime. It was closer than that. It was 21, 19. Um, that's, and then really, and really like, that's like, that was a problem more so in the first half, I think, but Dayton just made shots as well. It's yeah, not easy to get rebounds when the ball goes through the hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point you're just, you're just starting your next offensive series instead. Um, <laughs> I mean, they just were not missing. Um, it, and it wasn't even just the, the you know the shots falling. I mean, they're free throws too. Ninety three percent or ninety eight percent actually. I think uh, they only missed two all night. Yeah, it was ninety three. Uh, Twenty eight out of thirty. Which yeah, that's a, another thing. I thought the ref the the refing the officiating this game was not good. It was terrible. Uh, they shot they doubled. Uh, almost, I mean, they shot 30, we shot 16. We only made eight of those 16, which is even, uh, you know, makes the gap even, even more. They made, they got 20 more points off of free throws than we did. 20. Yeah. That's, that's a giant gap. I mean, yeah, we make our free throws, you know, not saying obviously we win that game, but we're in spinning distance, back in spinning distance of the final score, at least. And you wonder if that changes how that goes down a stretch. And to your point about us, you know, standing around offense, uh, you know, when we were trying to make that final push, uh, you know, just under five minutes. I think we let two minutes tick off the off the clock, where mm. they were just squeezing the life out of us on defense, and we could not do anything with any of those chances we had. I think the ball came back to our hands what four times on that series yeah. before it, it ultimately turned over. Um, not great. Um, it was just a, it was just a, really a stamp uh, on what had been happening early on in the game, um, and. <sighs> Gross to watch, um, uh, disheartening. Uh, just like I said, punched in the mouth. Maybe more than that. Maybe we just got just straight up beat in the fight. Um, yeah. <laughs> and 
you know, I saw people talking about trying to change things to switch to the zone. Uh, you know, obviously when they did, that wasn't just that simple. Um, you know, yeah, what I, I mean, Dayton threw a, a lot of looks yeah. at, at UC, whether it was full court pressure, mm-hmm. they were in like a run and jump, uh, like three, two zone almost. Uh, yeah. they threw a one, three, one at them. Like it was, you didn't know what you were going to get every time you, you brought the ball up the floor. Slow to the adjustments too, really. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent, absolutely right. It look going into this game, I knew it was going to be a tough fight. Regardless, Dayton was not going to not play us seriously. Regardless, you're local, yeah. you're within the you know you're with not within the two seventy five loop, but you're within the the tri state at that point. You're both you know D1 programs. You're gonna you you have some familiarity. You're gonna take each other seriously. At least one team did. Um, they just didn't. It's not even that I wouldn't say that it seemed they didn't seem ready. It just seemed once Dayton responded, we didn't know how to turn it back on from there. Mm-hmm. You know, we started off hot, and then once you know Dayton kind of settled into the game. It was it was all flyers at that point. Um, obviously, it's we're you know we're looking at two losses only so far, um, but big competitive games. You wonder if this team is going to find I won't say it's spark at some point, but find that ability to take the shot and then answer in some way, some fashion. Not when it's too late. Not you know. Not when they're trying to you know. Their things are, you know, not not when shots are getting made out of desperation, um, but within the game itself and 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 keeping themselves in it and then surpassing. Uh, yeah, you're right, and, and I, I just had a, another thought that I'm trying to make a note mm-hmm. of. So we so we bring we circle back to it. Um, I don't want, I don't want to lose that because that's. That's I did not have that written down, but let's uh, let's yeah, yeah. still in this game here. Still talking about this game. We if we look at you know we, we've talked about them standing around, mm-hmm. been kind of a uh, a quicksand type of type of thing that we've fallen into uh, un, under West Miller the, the past three years. Now to even like to prove that point, we had eleven cysts all night, eleven cysts on. 27 makes that's not great now 27 makes shooting the ball 73 times for 37 percent that'll take those assists way down because you got to make the ball you got you got you got to make it to, to for to get an assist so whether it's poor shooting or lack of ball movement because people are standing around those two can kind of you know are hand in hand go together that's that that's brutal and to play into that even further, something that you and I were talking about before we hit record here is our three-point shots, six for 25, 24%. Absolutely brutal. 25 seems like a lot of three-pointers. Mm-hmm. We've seen that as part of the West Miller offense. Last year it was, or the last two, two previous years was, a lot of threes that were seem to be ill-advised, chuck them up way early in the shot clock. Uh, if you got an offensive rebound, kick it out, throw it up no matter what. We compl- we spoke about that. We uh, People have complained about that. It's it, mm-hmm. brutal on, on television. 
it seems like we're getting better looks than last year. Mm-hmm. I, am I am I being like biased because you know there was a uh, you know thought process or people felt a certain type of way about Davenport throwing them up or or uh, Landers throwing them up? Like, are, are the 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 guys that are different now doing the same thing? We're just partial to them because it's someone else. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that, but it, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something we'd have to go back and see if we can quantify. You know, because yeah. I, I haven't thought about that. Uh, uh, and also, we've won those first those first few games too, so <laughs> it may appear that it's working, or at least was working. And, and we, we, yeah, you know, I mean, we were we were what a thirty eight percent three point shooter going into the skid here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, between the running into the the uh, <laughs> the uh, Catholic buzzsaw that has been uh, Dayton and uh, Xavier. Um, so definitely felt better. Uh, but, I mean, coming up against, I don't say real teams. We've had a few tests, but not against teams that are going to just, you know, not disappear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you're not going to out-talent them necessarily. Uh, uh, you know, they're going to fight you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rock fight, regardless, if you stay in those games. Um, I don't know. It, it, a lot of it feels mental, in a way. Because um, the, talent, the talent's there. you got the bodies there. You have the ability to switch offenses when need be, or, or, or you know, how you attack the basket. Um, and obviously, it's, you know, First few games of the season, 10 first 10 games of the season. A lot of ball left to play still. Um, so there's always room to figure it out. Um, but you don't like the way the offense is looking coming up against two big games. And you know, it's we, we we've harped on the on the offense here because that's I mean, that was you, you gotta score points to win the game, but at the same time, our defense was atrocious last night as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, Miller brought that up in his his press conference. We, you know, we were complaining that uh, you know, the fouls were mm-hmm. lopsided, but he said every time they put the ball on the floor, we fouled them. We we're you know laying on them, uh, you know, initiating that contact. So I mean, I don't. He didn't really complain about the refs. He complained more about the uh, the defense, the defensive effort, and you know, not being able to to stop the ball at all, uh, which. I mean, we've we've seen it wasn't a layup line no. like we've we've seen before, but Dayton. I mean, they hit shots all over the floor. I don't know what they ended as uh, a shooting percentage wise, but I know it was forty six from the field goal and then thirty eight from the three pointer. Yeah, so almost forty six from, from from that's almost fifty percent. That's you're going to win a lot of games doing that. Um, something defensively there has to. You have to adjust that somehow. Throw, mm-hmm. throw something at them that they're not prepared for, or just the level of intensity that you're playing has got to come up somehow. You can't uh, can't let a team shoot fifty percent almost and and really run you off the floor in the second half. I, and, and I, with twelve minutes left, I didn't think we stood a chance. Like, no. I think I said that in the Discord. I was like, this is. I've seen nothing from us that looked like we should be in this game coming down to the, to the last minutes. We made a, we kind of made a, a, a little run there, maybe within about five minutes to go or something, but it was, it was never, never that close. No. We were just, 
outcoached, outperformed, out-executed pretty much from start to finish. Well, yeah, I mean, it, down that stretch, like, so, yeah, you start getting that going. You start pulling in within, within 10. But that still requires your team to play perfect ball down that stretch, mm-hmm. which they had shown no, you know, no inkling of even getting remotely close to that. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. when I say they would have to play perfect ball, they would have to play perfect ball down the stretch. Um, you would need you would need Danny go cold. You would need to block every single shot, force every you know bad you know shot and pass you could you know could get at that point. But also, let's not forget, Dayton wasn't missing their free throws either. So even if you were sending right. them to the line, you're just kind of slowly you know going into the night at that point instead. Um, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, without the clock running is yeah, it, yeah. So absolutely, it. it yeah, I mean, as far as like you know, is it possible? Yeah, twelve minutes. There's plenty of time left, but they were showing no, uh, you know, no representation, no inkling that they could get it done, or they could they could flip that switch at that point. Um, yeah. It just looked, you know, obviously you can't just be the vibes, <laughs> the the feeling of the game, but like <laughs> we, you know, suspicion confirmed at that point. They just couldn't get it done, um, and it. What was it down the stretch? I forgot what minute it was, but you know, two guys chasing the uh, the swing. They thought he was going to pa- uh, pass it back oh, out, yeah. outbound, and they just both go, and there he goes yeah. past them. And you're just like, that was brutal. Like, that looked. You sent that guy to the NBA with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you made him look like a superstar, all American, for no reason. And yeah. I don't, I can't remember the last time I seen someone bite that hard on something like that. Both of them. It was, it was a, I, I know it was a Aziz and mm-hmm. either Day Day or Jizzle, one of those two. And they, you're right, they both bit looking this way. He went baseline, and that was, it, that was all and, she wrote. It wasn't even that hard of a, hmm. yeah, like it wasn't even that hard of a fake either. No, it wasn't, no. Did, like, yeah, he, he, and, like he just, he kind of just, he, he bumped his shoulder back and then they kept, they went with it. And he kept going. Yeah. Like it's actually ironically playing now on the, the preview for me in the notes page. But like, yeah, he just he he literally just he throws the brakes and then keeps going. And they they went for it. And it was just a, a exclamation point on like it's demoralizing too. You know, like that's you're supposed to have a short memory as an athlete, but like basketball is already one of those sports where you gotta go. Yes. And when something like that happens, it's just, yeah, it's not going to work out in your favor mentally. Um, yeah. I mean, and you like I said, you wonder who's going to be who's going to be the guy who's going to be the dude to snap these guys awake in moments like that when they 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 take a shot like that, you know, in game and keep them in that. Like, uh, how how like this year like this team does not have an alpha. We, I I don't know if I, I've. Talked about that with with people. I don't know if if we've talked about that on here yet, but there is no Jaron Cumberland. There is no SK. You know, there is there there is not that guy. Like even like Landers Nolly was that last year really for us. Like who? Like I mean, it was going to be Vic early on, like very early on for a bit. That was before Z showed up. Um, You know, and I was not saying that they're competing for leadership. You know, minutes on that. But I think by you know, once our team started to get a little more complete, he kind of faded back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like he looks like he's regressed. 
you know. Yeah, I I don't know if it's you know him. You know, we're we were excited for him to be you know moved out of the post and see mm-hmm. what he could do as a like a stretch four. Uh, that's so far has not worked out for him. Um, no. Not not really at all. He's zero for five from three last night. Uh, uh, he had you know. A, his footwork in the in the paint is is so good. Like that's mm-hmm. where he like really thrives. He has great post footwork. So moving him out and he doesn't look comfortable out there. I don't know if it's him not, um, you know, being used to it, not getting the the minutes out there. His skill set does not like complement that at all. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like what? It's like the. It's like, I'd compare him to Anthony Davis. Like, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is great in the post, but he doesn't want to play in the post. Yeah. And, but he's also Anthony Davis and can can, can stretch out there to, mm-hmm. to the wing when the Lakers need him to. Uh, I don't, there's not enough Anthony Davis in, in Vic Locken for him to be <laughs> able to do that. No. And maybe that's a conversation that Wes needs to have with him. You know, it's also on the coach as well to change up his strategy. When it comes but if, to that if you can't do that, how do yeah. you manage Aziz and now Millie? Yeah. Three deep at the five. Like if Vic can't be that stretch four, like how do you manage that rotation? That's, that's I mean, like you got to find the right problem. partnership at that point. Yeah. You got to find his running buddy on that. Because I mean, at this point, Aziz isn't coming out. Like <laughs> his value is too, is too great. On the rebounds at this point, even if he's not finish, getting buckets, with another double double, yeah. 10, 10 yeah. points, twelve rebounds. I, I think he's got to figure some stuff out when they pull him out to the wing because mm-hmm. he is terrible defensively. Yeah, on the closeouts and every, he's a one hundred percent a li- liability. Uh, he, he he is not a a wing defender in any measure of any mm-hmm. category. No. But but you're right. The I mean, twelve rebounds. Not there's not another person close to him in, in the Dayton game. Closest person is Vic with seven, uh, mm. and ten points. A lot of those couple. I mean, a couple easy dunks to start the game off, uh, and he, he kind of got hurt. Hopefully, that's not something that lingers, or something he has to deal with moving forward. But yeah, I mean, Vic's got to figure out that stretch four. Mm. I I don't know. I don't know where he fits in now with two seven footers right there. I mean, you got to probably stop protecting feelings a little bit at that point. And that's not to say that Wes can't have those conversations. Again, yeah. game 10 of the, of the season. The season isn't young, super young, but it's still early enough where, like, you can go to the drawing board and, and start figuring some things out in different packages. Because um, it seems like we, like, <laughs> he has his guys, and then it's like, okay, you guys are, you are the most talented people we have for it but like if the, if you have the raw talent that may not complement your actual strategy that you're that's, that's working at that yeah. point uh like vic was early on in the season carrying the team in that regard you know his three it was like oh his three point shooting gotten better and looks like he's been better for shot selection and you know obviously he's rebounding really well too he's doing it all and i think with bringing people who you know who can help load manage um and some of those skill sets I think he's having a hard time, you know, kind of reallocating where he needs to step up um, or reallocating the skill tree, if you will, on that. <laughs> um, and that's, again, that's no, you know, insult to Vic here. I'm not saying bench the guy because he's still, you know, 
is an asset to this team. Yeah. It's just you got to think you have to figure out where he is better paired at this point. Um, yeah. With with a, a pairing, we saw Day Day and Jizzle on the floor a lot together, especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. Wes commented in, in the press conference about you know the pre- he wanted another ball handler in there with the press. Uh, or you know, to sort of you know give him another option, setting up the offense and everything. I really like that look. Yeah. Um, I, I, I the you know the two fastest guys, the two guys that are looking to maybe dunk on anybody and everybody that can you know slash, hit the gaps, get to the bucket, or you know dish off at, at the last second, whatever it may be. Those are those are the two guys that are going to do it. Uh, and I really like that lineup together. I'd like to see that more. Uh, I commented this morning, one of my favorite non-Bearcat teams of all time is like the early 2000, like 2003, 4, 5, somewhere in that era. But the Illinois team with with uh, Darren Williams and D. Brown, like they okay. were just like two of the fastest guys it seemed like in America playing basketball together on the same team. And I, I think there's some shades of, of that with, with Day Day and Jizzle on the floor together, which I love because that was a really exciting team to watch. With what we got, like three more, or as John Rothstein put it last night, we got three more bye games before we start Big Twelve play. Uh, and I would like to see some some more uh, cohesion or some more, uh, you know, t- some more of that lineup so they could gel a, a little bit more because I think that's something that we could use to our advantage going forward. Yeah, <clears throat> it feels like um, one of those things where, like, again, we like figured it out too late. <laughs> like, because it even seemed like down the stretch, you know, the announcers loved that formation. Uh, yeah. You know, it was giving Dayton, you know, a little bit. Obviously, Dayton was pretty much still in cruise control at that point, but it looked like it was giving Dayton a little bit of trouble, trouble too, at that point. You know, you know, seeing what the various, you know, takes around Twitter and social media, yeah. Discord uh, forums, you know, you, you wonder, and this could just be a coach moment for West, too, that like maybe he'll, he'll experiment with that a little bit sooner in the game. Um, instead yeah. of kind of throwing things at you know at the wall and, and and just forcing it over and over and over again and not rotating guys out of you know necessity or you know minute uh, necessity and actually strategy necessity at that point. Yeah, um, that, that's a really good point. That's yeah. something that we've seen a lot of from Wes the past like since he's been here, and uh, that's something I'd like to see him change up. Yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, because he's rotating like because we have the depth, not necessarily as an answer. You know, to what he's seeing on the floor, at least you know these two games where it, it required a little bit more chess. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, uh, I love that. It, it was more chess because you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't know the next guy's move, and when you thought he was going to do one thing, it brought out something completely different. You're yeah. completely right. We have to be we have to be able to answer a little bit quicker. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, you can't just sit there and scream zone, 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 zone like that. You know, but like, I think West needs to be a little bit better in real time at, you know, understanding who he needs to throw out there at once. I mean, again, like uh, this team is still growing together. We're still adding pieces as legal troubles have uh, ceased. Um, so there's a little bit of that that we're running into. But I think if he can find himself, you know. You know who the people, you know, whose people, proper running partners are. Uh, you know, a few different default sets. Um, you know, 
I think he'll be he'll be he'll be better down the the back half of the season at being able to answer as quickly. Um, obviously, people had some hot takes. Not fun to lose to local uh, teams. Uh, you know, I saw this take a lot. You know, it's like oh, we're we're one one and two against local teams this year. Um, you know, we lose to an A ten. We lose to a Big East. <sighs> I don't think that matters as much in the game of college basketball <laughs> just because as far the, as conferences or as far as being well, yeah, conferences, P five, G five, mid major, you know, whatever, you know, you know, free phrase you want to throw in it. Cause at the end of the day we lost <laughs> those teams. Like, um, yeah. and, but the best college basketball has always been a little bit different where the, the, the talent pool has always been a little bit more evenly spread out. You know, it, it, it is truly, truly, truly a team sport. Um, Yes, individual guys can just go off, um, but when people are playing their roles, it sometimes it just doesn't matter how hot you are. Um, so, you know, losing—it's like oh, we lost to an A ten. Oh, we lost to a Big East team. Like, let's not belittle these guys because they were going to come ready to play us regardless. Um, uh, and yes, you can say we have more talent. You know, but if you can't coach and you can't win the games as a school, then it really doesn't matter. The argument doesn't really hold any water anyway. It's just we weren't the better team regardless. Um, yeah, it, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I don't – conferences matter. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not mad that we lost to an A-10 school. Yeah. I'm not mad that last Saturday we lost to a, a Big East school. The Big mm-hmm. East is uh, like like all – not to give Xavier any credit, but the, the Big East is good. Like I'm so I, mad I know, they took the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Villanova has, has been a, a blue blood this, you know, in the last 10, 12 years, 15 years. Uh, I know their coach retired, but like they, like the Big East is good. Like, don't, yeah. Don't ask me to say that again, but the, the Big East, they're solid. I'm not mad that we lost to an A10 school. I'm not mad that we lost to a Big East school. I, I'm mad that we lost a Crosstown shootout. Yeah. Right. Again. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad that West Miller's 0 and 3. I'm mm-hmm. mad that we've lost that game five years in a row. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad that you know we haven't won at Centos since 2001. Uh, I'm mad that I thought the uh, TBT team who mm-hmm. swept the games at Centos helped cure us or expel the curse <laughs> of that because <laughs> they played so well there. Yeah. Like you don't you don't even know the the, the tweets I had ready for that because. You know, to give those guys their flowers about yeah. you know wiping away the curse, uh, I, I'm mad at, at that. I'm not mad that they're a Big East school. Yeah. Um, and you know, the question that I was going to ask was like, does the like hot takes are coming out? The Discord mm-hmm. was in a uh, a dark place last night. Uh, yeah. But that I don't think it's because it's because Dayton's an A10 school. Yeah. Like, I'm mad that it's another local team. Yep. Who has like. I mean, they have a rapid fan base. The yeah. Dayton, Dayton fans, they show. Uh, they, the announcer said it was fifty-fifty. Cool. I don't. I, I doubt that. I don't. We'd have to ask someone that was there. They had the lower bowl for sure, at least. It definitely <laughs> sounded more like seventy-thirty. Yeah. Um. And, and and that's how they are. They they love the Flyers basketball there. That's 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 like one major thing that I, I know about their program. I'm mad that we just lost to another local team. That mm. it's oh hey we're playing Cincinnati. Let's go kick their ass. Yep, and let's let's show them that just because they're the the you know the they're in the Big E or you know they're in the Big Twelve, they 
you know, have the name, the, the whatever, like we put a target on, on Cincinnati's back and then they, mm-hmm. they went out and, and beat us. Uh, that's what I'm more mad at, mad yep. about, you know, just, it's, it, and then it's not like they, they beat us on a buzzer beater half yeah. court heave, like, Oh, <laughs> like, how lucky are you? No, they went out and they, they beat the shit out of us. Like, yeah. they, they, like it wasn't close. Like in any, in any, in any facet of the game, like we, we just got out coached, we got out played out executed mm-hmm. ran out of the gym. That's what happened. And that's more of what I'm mad about. And I, I think, you know, if this, if this is a, like looking at the A10 schools, like mm. there's a couple of them that are like that are really good right now. George Washington, St. Joseph, mm. Dayton has won five in a row. St. St. Joe St. Joe's, for example, has, has won six. Yeah. Like if we lost to them last night, I wouldn't be as mad. Yeah. I'd be mad because I'm like, we have the talent. We should we should have won this. But if you swap the guys out, like I I'm a little less mad. Yeah. Like I don't want to be, and it's another thing that, that Miller brought up in his press conference. Like he was asked, you know, will this series go on? And he's like, if it doesn't, it's not because I don't want it to. It's just because scheduling in the in the Big Twelve is is changing next year with the teams coming in, and you have the uh, MTEs, and you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But if if he could, if they could make it happen, it would. That's great, but like. We gotta yeah. win these games. No, yeah, we have that's well, that's, that's exactly that. Like, that's where your talent and like you know brand recognition comes in. Is if you have the talent to be better than these schools, but then yeah. when you're not, you know, utilizing it the way it should be. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's and that's not the A10 a basketball conference too, like through and through. Yeah, I mean, like it's, uh, I mean those they're I won't say there's like super brand names. So everybody knows who Loyola is, Richmond, VCU, yeah. VCU like, is yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, St. Joseph's, uh, like, well, not so much St. Joseph, I'm thinking St. John's, but uh, Dayton to a degree, uh, you know, Davidson, like, people know those those teams. They're not going to be like, I mean, they may not be like, you know, have a, a poster <laughs> in their, their, their house, but, like, if you hear them, like, oh, yeah, I remember them, the next Y, you know, Z tournament year, and it... <laughs> But exactly, like you lose to these guys local, you gotta hear about it. You get, uh, um, you're supposed to be the big brand in the the city. Um, you know, and as a, as a, as a sports fan, you want the the name across your school's chest to represent the city it is in. Um, yeah. that, I mean, that's local rivalries, you know, through and through. Um, it was so funny. I mean, we took the loss to Xavier, uh, you know, the other week. Uh, <laughs> and someone said, "Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we lost, you know, another year across town shootout, but like Xavier still is not the the big the big brand. And it's kind of true, you know. They're number one on the courts right now, but number two in the the city, maybe number three or number four, like <laughs> as far as like actual brand recognition for the city. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's I mean a little bit of that, some of that's cope and being able to disassociate because you're you know you still go to UC, so you can be happy about it." But no, I, you know, that's that's true. And, and yeah. as, as a, a person who, who teaches high school kids mm-hmm. and like you bring up like I think I've, I've tweeted this out before. Like, mm-hmm. I think last year, like before the Crosstown shootout, like like a very like deeply invested kid that's in sports. Yeah. It says something along the lines like I forget Xavier's in Cincinnati. Yeah. Like that's like that's that sucks to be you like <laughs> in the same city and people forget that you're here. Like you're yeah. right. Like 
they're not the the brand recognized mm-hmm. they don't have the brand recognition at all mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like i said it's a little bit of cope but it's kind of true at the same time <laughs> um but yeah same to losing to dayton like you, you don't want to lose you 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 want to you want to reign supreme over your area regardless um yeah. You don't want to like the NKU lost like last year stung so much because one, yeah, you don't want to lose to a team that you like you're presuming you have more talent than, but also the fact that they felt strong enough that they beat you, that they stormed the court. You're like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um so like yeah, you 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 and part of you, it's like you wanna you wanna believe that your program has made the strides that you feel they've made. And that you you carry the persona that you think you have for your university, um, you know. Did you yeah. see uh, you see John Brandon's tweet? That guy's a clown. What the what? <laughs> He's a clown. Um, why? Like <laughs> why? Well, I get that like, you feel. I get like when you feel strongly. I, I get why he would be upset at this university. Obviously, you know. I get that, but, but also uh, understand why people don't like you as, as far as <laughs> as far as like it, that goes like you 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 know, you know the, the allegations go you abused your players and you pretty much destroyed a historic program yeah like, coomer or hummer whoever was running <laughs> on, on twitter yeah. last night invited him to the twitter spaces <laughs> i doubt that he uh he joined but it would have been hilarious if he did uh so well also the, 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 the fact you need you have the need to talk that much stuff too as a coach, yeah, you know, I'm not saying that like uh, obviously coaches and players are still human, but there's a certain standard that goes with, uh, you know, being in that position that you have to be a little bit better than the people mm-hmm. that support you. And hey, maybe if you ask the guy, he would be say, "I'm not better than that," and <laughs> that's just that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. Even, it wasn't even like a twisting the knife moment. It was just really just like a really like you're piping up yeah. right now, like um, you like. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you contributed to this win at all, sir. I don't. Yeah, I don't he's not even that dating anymore, is he? He's no. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. So there's that. Um, you know, <laughs> and it's also the reality that your team probably would have gotten blown out even more by this team. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have no friends here. That's just. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. There's. Um. And if you do, I I don't want to talk to them. That's <laughs> yeah. You, uh, all right. But, Moving on to uh, our our better halves. <laughs> well, hold on, before we go there, hold on. Yeah. I want to ask you one question because because you brought up the the hot takes. People are mad. You know, we're still kind of along that line. I did some a little bit of research here. But I was I've, I've been busy this morning, Darren. I did a little <laughs> bit of research here. Okay, in three years, mm-hmm. let me let me read you off some some West Miller. Non-conference wins. Georgia, Illinois, with Kofi Coburn in the lineup, first came back. Yeah. A terrible Louisville team. A Georgia Tech team this year that has since gotten hot. And that's it. Uh, the best win there, I think, obviously being Illinois, year one. And one, two, out of the four, that's the best one. The losses, non-conference, in that same time span, three times to Xavier. Mm-hmm. 
Ohio State, Arizona, Arkansas, Northern Kentucky, Monmouth, and now Dayton. West Miller coached Bearcats teams are four and nineteen against teams in the top seventy-five. I think that's Ken Palm. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's yeah. not um, that's not bringing us back to uh, Sweet Sixteen Final Four runs. That is a you know you, you got to give them time to recuperate from the, the Brandon era. Okay. The Illinois win was a great first-year marquee win for the program. But we haven't had one since then. And that's that's not not even bringing up the conference play against the likes of Houston and Memphis. But those non-conference wins have not racked up, uh, and some of the ugly losses have. People are going to be mad at Wes Miller. People are mad at Wes Miller. People are starting now to question Wes Miller. This is his team full of his guys uh, trying to play the brand of basketball that that he does. What what do we think of, think about the these wins and losses? Is it is it time to? Where are we? Are, are we questioning this? Are we? You know, we we need him to work. We need him to be the next guy that's here for twenty plus years. Mm. I I I really don't I, I really don't know. He can even recruit his ass off. Is yeah. is he going to is he going to be the guy that can recruit but can't coach? And is that how he makes his you know makes his is that how he gets paid here? That he can recruit, bring guys in, but when it comes to X's and O's on the floor, we don't can't expect to beat anybody that's you know of of marquee note. I don't know. It, it's a sobering thought and, and conversation that I think if things don't go well in Big Twelve play, will start will become you know more prevalent within the fan base. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, people are always going to when you take losses to teams you don't want to specifically, or you know, two rivals uh, in a year, <laughs> not that far apart. You're definitely going to keep your eye out. I think I think at this point people are keep an eye on it. You know. Yeah. Obviously. Like I said, a lot of basketball left to be played this year. Um, new conference. Uh, not, the Big 12 is the Big 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to play better against those teams, especially when teams got you know two or three NBA guys who can just assure you even if one of the other guys is having an off night. Um, yeah. That being said, I mean, that 20 – Looking back at that 2023 season, that that NKU to, to Ohio State run was like that was a tough stretch. Um, minus NKU, that was just we, I think we were just asleep at the wheel on that one, and mm-hmm. really it shouldn't have been the way it was on that. I mean NKU was a solid team that year still, but like, eh. <sighs> I mean we lost some tough games that year. Yeah. Memphis, Houston. I mean, Houston is Houston at this point. They are now a brand. Um, Temple was well built. We just weren't quite there yet. You could see the the West Ball sort of taking shape and some guys stepping up, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, last year you're hoping, and obviously you're hoping with the guys who recruited that 
it would all start to to take shape. You, you start off uh, uh, 6-0, and uh, actually no, 7-0, and going into a rivalry game, and then you, same old story. Yeah. I, I wonder I, how I, much I mean, of that's like frustration. Obviously, he's he's 0-3 now, but I wonder how much of that's just frustration over the last decade in general across all coaching tenures. Um, yeah. Really, actually, the last two decades, really. I mean, because even Mick struggled against them. Mm-hmm. Um, he won, but he struggled against them. Sir, yeah, certainly not enough. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, if, if things go – if things go like the fans want it to go, I don't think fans are expecting to win the Big 12. I think they want to yeah. be competitive. Uh, we want to, you know, make some noise, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, catch a team on the right night and, you know, make noise that way. And it's definitely got to win as many home games as you can. But, like, if things go really bad in the Big 12, I don't know if uh, at the end of the season here, people are going to be – I think that seat's going to get a little warmer. To, yeah, it'll be a hot seat basically going into season four at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll have another year at that point, but the hope, obviously, going into the Big Twelve this year, was that you can finish like the hope was that you you win your non conference schedule all the way through, right? Because it was certainly trending that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pad your season out that way, uh, and then finish like fifth or sixth or seventh in the Big Twelve, uh, and and try to squeak your way in. Uh, as long as you look competitive and win a game or two that you shouldn't yeah. in that conference. Um, but now we're opening up against a ranked team in Big 12 play who is surprising. Well, surprisingly, surprisingly yeah. I mean, the only game they lost was a rivalry game against Utah. But Yeah, I, I mean, at the beginning of the season, you look at that first at BYU, first game in the Big 12, you're, you're like, that's a win. Mm-hmm. And then now it is not. Yeah. Um, not not an automatic win at all. It's going to be going to be very interesting, uh, and we'll we'll see January sixth. We'll see what happens there. Uh, three more buy games left. Got to make sure you win all of those, and and some things start to click, and and uh, you can sort of make adjustments and and, and be ready for that because that's going to be a, a tough test right out of the gate. Yeah, uh, we got Mary Matt College coming up in two days. <laughs> the uh, true little sisters of the poor kind of name there that you usually insert Mary Mac. <laughs> they do exist as a real college, um, but yeah, you, you can't even say, "Oh, it's a get right game" because you're you're hoping Bryant was a get right game, and then you didn't get right after that. So we, we uh, talked at halftime uh, for our first live stream, and that mm-hmm. first half was brutal. So you're right. You gotta you gotta get right and get right quick. Yeah. And not like closed out during down the stretch, you know, and and make that score look bigger than it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you want to dominate. You want to find a new offense that works. Obviously, you know, n- not every team is going to test you the same way you've been tested in, in each loss. But mm-hmm. you're you're hoping that, like I said, you're hoping West can arm himself with a few different formations and personnel. Yeah, and find out some things that work. That way, he can plug and play a little bit easier and adjust, uh, respond a little quicker. Uh, to, to some of those deeper challenges. So. Let's talk about this. Let's talk. Hold on. <laughs> the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. there we go. Let's talk. About, let's move on to the sisterhood. You, you you were a little ahead of me there, but let's let's talk. Let's talk about the sisterhood. Bearcats six and three mm-hmm. right now. Uh, came off that dominant performance against uh, Xavier. 
talked a little bit about that. Not not everyone got. Uh, if you're a Spotify listener, if you're uh, only uh, or, or Apple mu- Music or whatever the hell it is, uh, if you don't listen on YouTube, you didn't you didn't hear me talk a little bit about that game uh, where the Bearcats absolutely dominated from start to finish against Xavier. Uh, great time, a uh, ton of people there for a. Uh, for the game, I think they set a record attendance for the women's crosstown shootout, and they followed that up with a another dominant performance against Howard, 87-62, and uh, Jillian Hayes scored her thousandth point. So that's always love to see that. The Bearcats, Darren, have won four in a row uh, and got a, a couple games before uh, number twelve Kansas State comes in on uh, December thirtieth. So that's. That, that's going to be interesting. We'll see what uh, sort of noise they can make as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's uh, yeah, great to have Hayes become a thousand, you know, point score. Um, I mean, also just looking at that game last year, we lose that game uh, forty-eight to thirty-five yeah. <laughs> against Ooh. Xavier last year. Uh, uh, who else but Hayes is the leading scorer, eighteen points, uh, and you know, I think he had a double double on that one uh last year um but she's got some help this year we got we got mm-hmm. uh you know maya jackson coming in hot great addition uh great transfer uh this year um this coaching tenure is off to a great start um the, the girls seem like they've bought into the culture um she's got them playing an exciting brand of basketball mm-hmm. um obviously when you're playing some of the top schools in in, in, in the NCAA women's, there's just sometimes going to be that disparity. Um, but they're even hanging with some of those tougher teams. Uh, NC State didn't show up too well, uh, or we didn't show up too well against NC State, but against Louisville and Colorado, you know, we, we put a, a decent showing mm-hmm. against uh, some teams like that uh, with a new roster, with a new coaching tenure. Uh, and so – I'm liking where this is going. Uh, great, like I said, great turnout for the crosstown game for the women. Um, they followed it up with an 87 to 62 point win over Howard. Uh, I think that's their uh, season high uh, so far at 87 points. Hayes with 20 um, on that as well. Uh, she cannot be stopped, will not be denied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's just great to see. I, I will say, and this is kind of crossing over into a different sport, but I think that CFP appearance uh, years ago combined with the move to the Big 12 has done wonders uh, for support for other programs. Um, People want to be involved. People want to see what else is out there for our other teams and and treat, you know, I think people are saying, well, why can't we? be diehards about our school and other sports and, 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 and uh, support these, these student athletes. Yeah. Cause you know, it's a doggy dog world. So, so why don't you stay behind uh, your own people there? Um, I didn't certainly think I was gonna get basketball t- or uh, baseball tickets. <laughs> season tickets. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, so it's, it's great seeing that pay dividends and people show up uh, for that. Um, you know, I just hope it continues to grow. And especially if, you know, if this this uh this sisterhood uh keeps getting better and better and keeps trending in the right direction, there I'm hoping to see you know sell a game or two in the future at some point. Definitely, yeah, I, I would like to make it to another game. Uh, that that Kansas State game, I'm 
I'm on winter break. Maybe might be able to make it to that one. We'll see. Uh, it was a good time. It, it was fun. So yeah, definitely uh, get out there and check them out. Uh, definitely good times. Uh, Darren, last thing I think we need to talk about is a little bit of football news, a little bit of uh, transfer portal signee news. Uh, I'll let you sort of uh, drive that conversation and, yeah. and lead us. What, uh, what, what do we need to know so far here in, in the, uh, early er, or late weeks of December here. Yeah, things are coming together. Uh, obviously, we got our quarterback, hopefully, in the future. Um, but in more recent news, uh, we got a new long snapper, Jaden Perry, uh, coming from Indiana State. Um, you know, Pfeiffer ran uh, home to uh, Coach Fick at Wisconsin. Uh, guy got a little bit of hype and uh, probably wanted to go be with his coach. I understand. Uh, uh, Keith Stokes signed also uh, the other day. Safety from OSU. Um, okay. And then we followed up with uh, an edge wrestler in uh, George uh, Cums. Um, what comes? Gums. <laughs> uh, uh, it, yeah, Dante seemed very excited about uh, him joining their room there. Um, it is. Uh, it looks like it's starting to come together for us. Uh, we're getting... We're getting some of our top targets uh, and getting the uh, people we want at that point. Um, I know we've had to let some guys go or they've gone on to other uh, programs for some other targets because the asking price was just too high or, you know, wasn't quite quite the right fit. Um, but... Uh, you know things are things are coming together, and not just that; these guys have uh, a good amount of uh, eligibility. Oh, also Evan Pryor also uh, comes in uh, as well uh, at running back, uh, also three years of eligibility. Um, and then we also got another edge uh, in Micah Coleman as well, um, uh, like a week or like a week ago. Um, actually, so, yeah. What do you know about what do you know about Pryor? Is he is he going is someone that's going to compliment? Corey Kiner is he someone that's going to come like a same style of, of back that's going to compete against him or are they more hope oh, I'm hoping that it's more complimentary what, what what do you know yeah I think they're looking for him to be more of a complimentary back um and then being able to step into that role when kind of graduates um so a little bit of compliment and then also uh uh continuation as well I mean he's got some decent size to him five five eleven 198. He's not necessarily quite the bowling ball, so he's he's got some size and speed. Um, but I think he's there to be the the more of the the home run uh, hitter at that point. Uh, he was a uh, four star, high four star uh, okay. when he came out of uh, high school. Uh, he was at 95, I want to say, um, and he was the number seven or eight uh, running back. Um, out of his uh, out of North Carolina, out of the state, I think, one on one nationally. So he was just outside the top one hundred. Uh, you know, didn't quite run it work out for uh for him as a at, at Ohio State. So uh, eighty eight is a transfer, one sixty three overall, number fourteen running back coming out of the transfer portal. Um, you know, you know, had some okay burst in what we've seen. Uh, the limit time we've seen from at Ohio State, um, 
but I think he's definitely here to compliment first and then step into the role later if he pans nice. out. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so is that, is that two or three guys from Ohio State? I want to say two. Prior Gums. Yeah, it's two. Was there was the safety from? Well, no, Ohio Gums State? from Gums is from NIU. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, it, okay. It's the Stokes is from Ohio State. Got it, got um, it, got it. Yeah. Brendan Sorsby, Indiana, of course. Uh, Coleman is from Eastern Michigan. Um, so two guys from we had we had we had eyes on a few guys from OSU. Um, mm-hmm. I think those cornerbacks some people are high on, but then at least as far as fan talk goes, uh, he uh, even Ohio State wasn't too high on him uh, at all. Uh, I think he was passed up by a walk on, and I think some of uh, the UC fans are sharing that sentiment. I don't know how well we're targeting him at this point. Um, I have to go look and read some of the clippings again, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's coming together. Uh, I think I think we're also now in a dead period at this point for okay. talking to the guys for a bit, and that'll pick back up real soon. Um, uh, you, you see, it, you see it come together. Uh, Sat, I actually talked a few weeks ago at the start of portal season, uh, and had a presser. Uh, just kind of talking about who they're looking for and guys moving on. Um, had Dante and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the rake uh, <laughs> sitting next to him. Uh, and it seems like those two definitely are uh, kind of hitting the social media and uh, in, a, in a little PR blitz for him. Uh, Dante the other night, I think uh, just over a day ago, 24 hours ago, uh, had something of – here it is. Yeah, take coaching, uh, willingness to buy in, and hold others accountable. So, All that. Um, Good to have some guys publicly buy in uh, <laughs> that hard. I don't think I've ever seen that before, even in, mm-hmm. as long as social media has been a presence at this point. Um, definitely the CEO coach, which, hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I think people just have a bad taste in their mouth with with a, a, a senator <laughs> yeah. as a coach. Um, so... Yeah, I, you see the culture trying to build out here, so it's a, it's an exciting time. Um, guys can still commit, and we can still get some guys to uh, come in. I think Coleman has two years, uh, and then uh, I think most of our guys have a lot of eligibility. I think uh, Jaden Perry is the only one that doesn't have. Uh, I think he has like one year left, um, <laughs> so. Getting some getting some guys who can plug in and contribute right away, along with having some depth, depth you can or some years you can build upon, uh, is great. Obviously, your hope is you don't build these guys up and then they get plucked away at another school after that. Right, become two time transfers, <laughs> um, because we are in the nil fun. Um, yeah, so our nil era. Um, your thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm trusting you on this. We'll, we'll okay. see. Um, you know, if, if you had to pick, uh, like a position or two right now, like who, what position should we be going after the hardest? Is it like my first guess would probably be wide receiver. Yeah. I think wide receivers getting a look at this point, probably some more cor- wide receiver and corners. So just yeah. well that, yeah, the same to the whole one point. A, one B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two sides of the same coin on that. Um, uh, so it's 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 a 
it's looking 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 good. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, I also think it's what two weeks of the portal being open. So like some yeah. people are like, oh, it's not enough. It, bump the brakes. So um, early. Still early. This is a great get so far. Um, these, the, like I said, dead period. Uh, some guys will be able to uh, go and sign up for classes uh, and get here in the winter for winter or second half of winter semester. Uh, or actually, I guess actually winter semester at this point. Um, second semester. Um, and because uh, graduation just happened. So, yeah, they should be able to come in and sign up for classes and make sure they're squared away academically. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, NCAA football, big, big, uh, big fan of the game back in the day or. Uh, I still have I still have a 360 and play the 2014 version. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no other. Yeah, I. I, I yeah, and especially I, uh, in the summer, like when I'm off, I, I have some you know extra time on my hands. Like I'll like I, I don't know what year I am on like uh like Dynasty mode, but I, I'm probably year five or six into D- Dynasty mode on on 2014 for sure. Gotcha. Have you picked up the uh, the uh, modded modified version of it? Can... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there, so there's some guys who are keeping the, the keeping the game alive. Uh, as the years have gone on, that do a lot of work. Uh, college football revamped is the project. Um, okay. Uh, but you know they do things like they've updated a lot of uniforms and and stadiums and uh, well not stadiums, so updated uniforms, updated the uh, sound bites for the bands and, mm-hmm. and player. They keep they do a roster overhaul every, before every season. Um, right okay. when uh camp is over, and yeah. guys transfer and stuff. Um, so it's pretty. It's pretty. It's uh. I mean, there's some guys out there who do some crazy stuff with these with these games. Yeah. Um, so they'll keep, they've been keeping that alive until next year. Um, you know, reason I ask though, obviously, is like I'm excited to see how they handle how college football has evolved mm-hmm. since that point. Because right right when you know uh, you know it when 14 hit, uh, you know they had started doing the uh, the uh, ultimate team. Mm-hmm. You know, and like had actual named athletes we could pull the cards from. Some of those guys, I think, got some royalties from that. You know, um, I think it was kind of too little, too late <laughs> at that point because yeah. they until they yeah. cut the funding. Um, but um, you know, now we're in the NIL era. You know, uh, you know, transferring uh, social media has taken off. You know, exponentially at this point. Like, I wonder how much uh, they'll actually you know play into that. Um, yeah, yeah, you would think a little bit like some. We'll, we'll see, yeah, they, that, they'd have to, right? You know, like, yeah, yeah you like, have to, and then uh, just how the games evolved, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's changed so much. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll do a, a, a little stream or something like that. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. All right, very nice. Definitely keep that in our pocket for sure. See yeah. if we can't branch out a little bit there. That'd be fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Darren, that's all I got, sir. Good to get a full episode in here. Um, my s- schedule sort of clears up here in the next couple of weeks, so we'll certainly stay on top of it. Uh, remember, if you if you're still with us here, that uh, the podcast will should be moving at the beginning of the year over to to one Cats Keller Social Club feed. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll sort of make a. Try to you know get that out there on social media. Make sure that people know where to find us. Uh, if you're not uh, you know a regular listener, and uh, look out some for some some more pro- projects that are in the works uh, from not only us but Cincy Slangin and Catskeller Social Club in general. So, Darren, cheers, go Bearcats. Cheers, go Bearcats. See you, brother. <laughs>